You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle. And today is a special episode, a special episode where we return back to television to discuss uh, WandaVision uh, on Disney Plus. Right? It's on Disney Plus. That's what it's called. I feel like it pains you to say the words Disney Plus as somebody who is so against capitalism. Uh, I don't it, know if that's true or it not. Does. But that's why I said it five times and was mean spirited a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, there I could feel the the hatred, but despite that hatred, I am very glad that Disney Plus exists and that we're getting more Marvel content through this streaming. But yeah, WandaVision, we're back to television. So we're gonna do a an overall conversation about WandaVision, not an episode yeah. by episode breakdown. Like when The Witcher comes back or other things, we may do a uh you know, a recap kind of show, but this is gonna just talk about the whole arc of the series series episodes one to nine there are spoilers so if you haven't watched the show and you don't want those spoilers uh you you better watch fast because they're it's gonna get ruined for you because it's all over the internet and it's all up in this podcast so in, indeed yes you're not my neighbor and you're definitely not my friend you are a stranger and an outsider Right now you are trespassing here. And I want you to leave. Uh, so John, where do you want to start? I, I think, why don't we talk a little bit about the things that we found th- valuable in this being a series? Like what is it sure. about it being a series that paid off? Yeah, I mean, you're getting, for me at least, way more time with the characters. Uh, I didn't do any of the math on how long the runtime is for the entirety of the series, but the first couple episodes, you're looking around 20 to 30 minutes, and then they move into the 40-ish to 50-ish minute range, right? Mm-hmm. So you're getting so much more time with just Wanda, with just Vision, with uh, new characters like... Um, Agnes slash Agatha and uh, her kids that you would never ever get in a movie. You know, you're talking a movie that would be split between multiple characters. The last time, I mean, honestly, the only time we ever are with Wanda is when you're also with Cap and Black Widow and honestly, the entire crew, right? So you never get personal one-on-one time, which means the character development doesn't happen the same way in a movie as it would on TV. Right. So for me, that's where we can dive into more of Vision and Wanda's relationship that they teased in Infinity War. Um, and it, that, that wouldn't have worked as its own movie, you know? And this wouldn't have worked as a movie because there's too much to uncover. Right. So for me, it paid off in that intimacy and in that, uh, that aspect of it being a, a TV series and focusing in on those characters. Um, and relationally being able to understand what they're doing, what they're going through and the grief, right? Cause this, this really is a show about, you know, the stages of, of grief and, you know, going from denial all the way to acceptance. Right. Uh, you can see that from episode one all the way to episode nine. So what well, about and, you? You know, the idea that this is the show that lets us understand the grief that is ignored when you move between Infinity War and Endgame, right? Like mm-hmm. we get a little bit of that grief in Endgame, but we just 
there's no time. Who wants to watch a yeah. grief movie, right? Like, right, yeah. You can yeah. do grief, but then you've got to resolve it. You you don't get to live right. in that place. Yeah. Well, you, and because she disappeared, there was no grief for those five years, right? Like it was, it was simply. There was no grief for those five years because she was blipped and all of a sudden she comes back, but she remembers what happened. So she goes right to anger. She's right in the fight. And now she's absolutely able to process her emotions in the aftermath of that. Right. It fe- it's only been weeks. Right. Since it's like three weeks. It's been like three blip, weeks right? since, since all that happened and people came back and Thanos was defeated. So we are talking about one division and you're welcome to join us. You're going to join us. So, yeah, and I think that, you know, part of that, too, is that, you know, we get this this story of what happened in the gap between the two biggest films Marvel produced. Mm-hmm. And we get to, and, we, and so she's experiencing what everyone experienced for those years of no one around. Right. And that's super cool that they're able to do that yeah. and take the time to do it. Yeah. You know, whatever number of hours it is. Yeah, yeah, we we get we get to experience the grief that that people felt in that in that gap, uh, and that's definitely necessary for us to feel. But we 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 experience it through another superhero, right? And so, what would it look like? What what does grieving look like for a all powerful witch, essentially? And it's some crazy stuff in the fact that she's able to, you know, create a whole bunch of vibranium from out of her body. Do you know what I mean? Like she creates this matter. Like this is just, it's insane that she's able to do this. Yeah. She like literally births vision again. So there's some cool stuff that happens and it's, I'm glad we were able to see it. It wouldn't have worked as its own movie. No, as a movie, we would have never gotten the richness or the depth of it. We just would have Mm -hmm. been, we would have been in the last episode would have been half the film. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's, in the last episode's the weakest part from a storytelling perspective right of of the whole piece did it feel rushed to you did they feel like they slammed too much into an episode to... no they just made a decision to do a superhero battle the the thing that sure. all, i mean you know the weakness of superhero films the, where, where superhero films are often weak are how the final battle plays out mm-hmm. and so the thing about endgame the thing about Infinity War is there are these large scoped battles with lots of intricacy. The problem of something like, you know, the first Incredible Hulk is it's Abomination and the Hulk hitting each other for 15 minutes digitally. Right, right. And <laughs> the, they, the last episode of this moves so much farther into that kind of yeah. entertainment, which I think they thought was going to be a relief valve. Mm-hmm. But you become so engaged in the cleverness of the storytelling, yeah. That to simplify it in the end to this, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to say, I'll say yeah. this: the vi- the vision conversation about the boat of Theseus, yeah, is where what how the show needed to end, right? Not two witches fighting in the sky, fighting in the sky, yeah. Like that doesn't that doesn't doesn't interest me in that series. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it was bad. It just took up so much space. Yeah, it. I mean, it did feel like the battle was dragging on too because it didn't even really feel like a battle because every time that Wanda attacked or deflected or did something, you're just like, okay, we know that she's going to drain your powers here. So let's just 
move on with can we mm-hmm. just hurry this up because we know what's going to happen well, and and the other thing that happened in that is we lost all of those other supplementary characters mm-hmm. who made the whole series wonderful right. and it became about these two people in the sky fighting right um and and i i loved how they used supporting characters mm-hmm. yeah yeah from from the very first episode all the way to uh, absolutely epi- even even middle of episode nine even into, I mean, you're talking, I would say that Ralph or uh, Pietro is that supporting character, right? And he's in there with Monica, but they don't really even, we, we, they don't use them to their full extent. That's what I mean. I would love to have seen the two of them for longer mm-hmm. in to break up the rest of it. Yeah. To, to find a way to engage that idea of all of these mini styles that they work through to be present in the end mm-hmm. and and you know we're always hesitant to say i wish you'd done it this other way i'm just saying that that battle didn't feel like it was part of the rest of the story right right right. even though i know we have to have a battle like i understand yeah, yeah, yeah. That. it needs I'm, to be I'm, there i'm yeah. cool with i'm cool with that um it's just a matter of how much space it took up right the pacing of it yeah and it pushed other people or other characters out like I, you know cat dennings gets her what would have been what she would have done at the end of a movie mm-hmm. and shortchange her character instead of what we got from her, which was episode after episode of hilarious, yeah. engaging stuff. And uh, what's his name? The FBI guy. Hayward. Yeah. Um, no, the the Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy Woo. Sorry, Jimmy, yeah, FBI, not sword. Yeah. He, it, he <laughs> was extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they're charming and wonderful and interesting. And he got a little more in that finale, but they're, they're who I want to see as part of the ensemble, right? Which is what makes these movies so good. Or yeah, the show's so good. The show's so good. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the rep- them replicating um, TV series from the '50s, '60s, '70s, '90s, 2000s? I mean, they went through a whole bunch of different decades, uh, right? So, but I'm gonna just say I loved it, and then say, what did you think? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I guess maybe I'll ask, uh, you know, okay, this is not me calling you old. I want you to answer. This is not me calling you old. I I know. I want you to answer first or Steph can answer first. Did you watch, have you watched episodes of the Dick Van Dyke show? I watched every single show that they replicated. Okay. And I I don't like comedy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm a guy who will turn off comedy in a hot second as somebody you know who hasn't watched i've never watched an episode of the dick van dyke show i've never watched an episode of bewitched um yes i have never watched an episode of bewitched burn me at the stake go for it bewitched yes so i I, having never seen those i still felt like they nailed though that that replication of that genre of tv um having never watched like i could feel like it was authentic at least to me who's never seen anything but would you agree that they like just nailed it spot on or indeed yeah um they i think they nailed and and so it's twofold they nailed every genre Mm -hmm. and used shows as the touchstone for the genre Mm -hmm. so the you know the bewitched is of uh, is of uh, I dream of genie is present like the the right. the, the shows in that genre right. are all present even though they were using one like um, like substrate I'm like I'm thinking like film so like mm-hmm. you know 
they used one substrate to support it. Mm -hmm. And then all of the pieces on top that made the picture were from a variety of sources. Right. They did that with like modern family when they got the modern family. Sure. Yeah. You're talking talking mockumentary style, right? Of, of, of modern family, maybe some of the office, maybe some of parks and rec. They they grabbed this sort of style of what we think of as Mm -hmm. comedy. I thought that Dick Van Dyke stuff was so on point. Mm -hmm. And also the other thing about it was it was really meta and not just meta in the fact that it was TV about TV that was being watched by people we saw, but that they were commenting on those genres as well. And that makes, that was what I thought was really impressive. So, you know, you're watching the Dick Van Dyke show and they're commenting on the fact their beds are separate. Mm. Yeah, right. They're making social commentary on what, life was like then and how it's changed and now the period and, and whatever. everything yeah because i mean back then you had to have one foot on the floor when you were in bed with someone hmm. you weren't allowed to have both all your legs on the <laughs> bed because then that could be sex so right. you had to have one foot on the floor and beds they had sorry to are have you talking about beds. just in tv in tv yeah, 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 yeah just yeah. in tv I, mean, okay. I don't know about it i mean i think it's <laughs> at some point someone had, someone at some point had to have sex i'm just making sure that, so that, that that's you guys what you're talking about yeah that's Okay. Um, Good. But, but so yeah, but that's what that's and so I I thought those and, and from a stylistic standpoint, from a camera standpoint, they yeah. were shooting them that way. Right, right, right. And I think that that's really interesting. You know, uh, where where did we hear? I thought I heard that they did um, the first episode as a li- with a live studio audience, yeah, which is we the heard that which is the name of the episode. Um, and so I think that's super cool that they're able to film you know, one episode of WandaVision, the one that doesn't have really any spoilers right. in it at all in front of a live studio audience. You know, there's going to be people out there who can say they went to a live showing of, you know, a Marvel, right? you know, phase four, you know, is it phase three, phase four? I think it's phase four. This is four. It has to be four. It right? kicks off four, I think. Because, right. Because, but like, how but cool is that? Like, that, that that's awesome. Um, you don't, you don't, unless you're part of the crew, you don't get, that experience so tv bringing them to disney plus and and doing shows like this allows them to have more audience interaction gets people talking more about you know the week to week and you're able to dive into genres of storytelling that you would never this would never work ever you can't you can't do this as a movie it'd be a it'd be at least a four hour long movie because you got to or, or each episode in her time thing would be 15 minutes long or 10 minutes long. And, and it would, would suffer because of it. Through it, right? Yeah. It, would, it would just be about, there'd be no substance. Mm-hmm. It would just be style. Yeah. And, and there's so much world building in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this the, the consequences for larger Marvel Universe is seeded throughout so many, so much world building. Yeah. And they trolled the audience. I mean, yeah. oh of all God. the things that I love, I mean, there's nothing like... I'm still hurt a little bit. There, there's nothing in yeah. the world like that uh, whiteboard that whiteboard with where with all of the people's faces all, that, yeah. and all mm-hmm. of the theorizing is is the meta thing that allows us to say marvel understands what they're doing and it reminded me josiah so much of what comic books were like in the 70s and 80s okay yeah where we were in conversation as fans with stan lee right and there was letters and they were answering your letters like Hmm. they you know in the back of a comic they're answering your letters that you'd write and and that that and you're theorizing or what you wanted to see right that conversation happened in this movie that's cool without yeah. us being included like we weren't allowed right to they obviously can't questions. go and take our opinions into consideration and, they just yeah. they just knew what the yeah. youtubers were going to do and they right. laid it they out. played to the easter egg youtubers right which by the way if y- I, I we highly recommend that you go watch like screen crushes easter egg breakdown um well yeah and uh, um new rock stars 
yeah. tore it up yeah. through WandaVision. There's a there's a I don't know, there's an episode per episode. Right. Um and you're talking like eighty plus from Screen Crush Easter eggs that they're oh, finding in that. each. So it's cool and he's doing some theorizing and some predictions for what's gonna happen and some he got right, some obviously he got wrong, but we we would watch that at the end of each episode or the next day or something. And right. it was like really kind of, it was good because it allowed us to process like, oh, okay, that's how this connected to this film and this moment and what she did before and what she might do later. It was just very, very cool. Um, so highly recommend that. So what did you guys think about the individual episodes in the, the different time periods and genres? When do you think about that? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I... I mean, I loved watching the style change and how it, um, you know, just kind of how they utilized. I, I mean, there was, there was times where I was like, how the heck do you even start writing this? And how did somebody pitch this idea? Because it's, it's complex. Like, it's not a simple, this isn't a simple story that you, you came up with. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. I, I, I agree with everything that you said about um, how they used the, uh, the different different genres of television and all that stuff but uh steph do you have any thoughts steph is here with us we didn't introduce her but she's here she wasn't in the room do you have any thoughts if you don't have any thoughts it's okay my thoughts are basically the same as what you said yeah i yeah i mean yeah what what did they do i i i had a concern at at the end of episode three that this was going to get very monotonous of okay we've we've done 50s 60s 70s and then we're gonna go into the 80s and it was just like but it was exciting to see what was next like it was exciting to see they did the dick van dyke and then they did bewitch like it was cool to see what piece of the era were they gonna take from with the tv shows yeah it was definitely interesting but i just never i was like how are they gonna pull this off for like nine episodes um it, there was something that was gonna change and then episode four and came and it did. broke the pattern and that's where it finally, it finally like felt like okay, this this is now moving into an area that is interesting here, like like really truly interesting, uh, because the other stuff was it felt like surface level stuff. It was J.J. Abrams' mystery box of right. question after question after question, and you're just like okay, after three episodes of questions, you need to give me some answers here. And they gave you answers that created questions yeah. and characters that let us experience those answers. Yeah. Like that's, so So I, I, let's shift gears. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how this fits into the Marvel universe because I think that there's so much to discuss about that. Yeah. Um, and the, the the first thing I want to say off, like as a as a transition is, so here's what, here's what I think the pitch was. Mm -hmm. I think the pitch was everybody hates Age of Ultron. How can we make it the most important film in the Marvel universe? Right. And they did. Right. This this movie makes Age of Ultron required viewing. Yeah. And so does a Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. They have I think somebody said You could I, skip over Ultron. How do we make it so they don't how, skip over? How do we make Ultron? it so everyone has to watch this? Nobody's watching this. How do we make it happen? Right. And we do it by making well, well movie. And it's what they did with, with Endgame of okay, how do we make Thor the Dark World not this movie exactly. that everybody skips over? So it just feels like it's this championing this weird thing because Ultra the Im importance of Age of Ultron in this film is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. you, you can't you literally can't watch it. You don't know who the characters are. Because both of them are created or introduced 
in Age of Ultron. But, right, exactly. You literally can't do it. Right. And how they function. There's that great line when the vision says, I was a voice and then I became a like robot and then I became mm-hmm. a man or whatever mm-hmm. that language was. And you're like, yeah, in Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A movie yeah. nobody likes. Well, yeah, I'm, I don't... I don't. I don't want to throw my parents under the bus here, but my. Oh boy! So, You're, so you realize we're recording this. I oh, I'm I'm totally I'm totally aware. Okay, so, uh, what was it? Two days ago, my parents watched Avengers Endgame for the first time. Uh, after this was this was this was nine weeks after they watched episode one of WandaVision for the first time. So nine weeks before they watched Endgame, they watched episode one of WandaVision because they didn't realize that this was this was a large universe and you can't just hop in wherever they were beyond confused as they as any anybody would be so we said mom and dad you have to go back and you need to start with you need to start with iron man 2008 and watch 22 movies to end game and you have to watch all of them you can't skip any of them you and please don't be on your phone because everything is going to piece together and they got to ultron and i'm like thank god they finally at least they've introduced Wanda and the Vision, and even and after that, and and Pietro, right? Yeah, and so we ended up watching episode one and two of WandaVision with them last night. Now that they understand, they're like, this makes so much more, so well, much more sense. And they ultimately should have watched all of the Fox X Men movies. I know. In order well, yeah, to I be know. Able to deal with to, right. like the big reveal, right? Yeah, you know, Pietro's yeah. reveal is super cool. Yeah. If you have this experience of this other whole, and and often painfully bad. Well, I say maybe maybe they just need to go watch, oh, uh, Days of Future pa- Days which of Future is, Past, which is a reasonably decent movie. Yeah, that's movie, right? that's pretty good. It's pretty viewable. So, yeah, but if you watch yeah, it, you have yeah. to have watched at least one of the previous ones right, you to know need to why watch first these class. people yeah. are together. Right. Well, we have to watch one that has um, Picard in it, that has Picard in it. Oh my <laughs> goodness exactly. gracious. Okay, yes. sure, sure. Okay, so if you're going to go watch any of those, I would say go watch X2 and then First Class and then uh, right, exactly. Day, the Days of Future Past. And then you can do yeah, it. Yeah, skip right. X3 at all work. costs. X3 United at all costs. Just skip, skip it. Skip any movie with Dark Phoenix. <laughs> That's the answer for the Fox X-Men. Yeah. I do not want that. Never mind. We're not going to talk We're about We're not going to go so, there. So, so anyway, yeah, so so that's, I mean, I think that that's my pitch. What else can you say about how this feels in the Marvel Universe, especially as the bridge to phase four? No, I mean, you're definitely right as they wanted to make movies, or they wanted to make this uh, support previous films while also supporting the films that are coming out, right? This is, I mean, and the, and the ending, the last episode, uh, Agatha mentions... You're even more powerful than the uh, Sorcerer Supreme, right? Who's who's uh, Doctor Strange, right? And so we're clearly tying that in, and we see her um, what looks like an astral projection at the end credits, right? Which is what, yeah. And so she is obviously she's reading through, um, the evil. Yeah, what is that book called? Um, the Darkhold is that what right. it is? It, which, with a lot of theorizing, was yeah, the Darkhold, and it is. Yeah, so she's reading through that. Her spirit's reading through that while she's drinking some tea or something, and so she's obviously trying to learn and trying to figure. That was the whole thing with with Agatha, right? Was like you are this raw source of power. You just don't have the knowledge behind it. So give me your power because I have the knowledge, and now I'll have the power. I can actually use it. And so now she's realizing that she doesn't know half of what she needs right. to 
Um, and if she, and if she's going to be this person who's this destiny uh, or destined to, to destroy, then she needs to learn so that she can avoid doing that. Right. Because that's been her past. Right. I mean, you go back to Lagos where she, um, in civil war, where she accidentally blew up that building. She has this, such this fear of destruction right. and being this, uh, this person who is, uh, who can't be controlled and then being afraid of being controlled. And a lot of the show is about that control of, you know, even sword trying to control vision, um, and be this, uh, whatever this vessel for power for for sword or for shield or for that's what hydra's been doing hydra was controlling her she doesn't want to go back to that so this is obviously going to piece right into dr strange and the multiverse of madness um multiverse 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 that's really what it feels like it's coming down to and she being a nexus being which she i don't know if they've really said that she is right they did this different thing with scarlet witch right is that she's just another entity of the scarlet witch right it's not that she is the same being necessarily right now throughout all the other multiverses right we don't it's, it's right. that she's just another one in the line of scarlet witch well there's that this have, chaos magic thing yeah that's the and that's the crux of her power right um and that's going to be part of this multi right chaos division broken apart. right so she's clearly going to tie right into, I mean, it's already been confirmed for Dr. Strange, um, who will likely be the mentor figure for her um, of some sort, or the villain for right, her. We don't know. We don't know what uh, the antagonist. antagonist. They may, she may be the antagonist, right, in this film. We don't know. Well, it could be a Kong Godzilla. They have to fight it out before the big bad gets revealed, right, 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 right. whatever it is. Right, and then team up and right, learn and their lesson together. or something. Yeah. Um, but ties, yeah, ties right into that. Um, as far as uh, you know, vision goes. We're, I mean, we expect them to reunite in some way based on their final conversation together, yep. right? Um, well, and- I, I certainly think between the words "mind stone" used <laughs> yeah. over, or you know, over and over, or "soul stone" used over and over, like "mind stone," "mind stone," "mind, mind stone. stone" used yeah. over and over and over in that conversation, and the t- the conversation about soul mm-hmm. and what happens when the vision pokes the white vision in the head right there's there's stuff that's going to go down there yeah well Um, and the vision the white vision that exists now is the vision that would have existed if shuri could have successfully removed the mind stone before thanos showed up is that correct i don't know if that's the answer because it's about animation versus so what what the vision suggests is if you the memories are what you need to make it like memories give you and that's actually a Lockean position in philosophy is that you, you know, continuity of memory matters mm-hmm. and so he gives the vision continuity of memory so there's, he's going to be different because he doesn't have the mind stone but he's similar because he has that continuity of memory so it's some middle ground well does, he's also reanimated right right but yeah. if Shuri had gotten the mind stone out he wouldn't have been reanimated no, well, he so would have. Adds a little extra. I think he would have been. He still would have been able to move because he's a like Banner says he's like a complex, um, working of, uh, of Jarvis of Tony of right. of Banner. He's a lot of different things just without the Mind Stone. So he and Banner says potentially the best parts. And so, right. um, yeah, it, that's the first thing I thought of anyway. Was you know if you remove this Mind Stone, 
is the white is the white vision the vision that would have existed if Shuri was successful before Thanos arrived. Um, but we, obviously we don't know the answer. But he that. may be the vision, maybe the white vision now post memory insertion is that. Is that maybe vision. That is That's that what vision. I mean. Yeah. 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 And with those memories, it, he completes that, th that right. storyline for mm -hmm. that vision. Right. Um, I know in the, from what I heard in the comics, they merge, right? Is that what happens where, um, the red vision like merges into the white vision and kind of takes over. So it's all soul exchange stuff. So right. like the vision in the comics is really, you know, there's a, he has the personality profile of a character from the golden age ultimately, gotcha. who is one of my favorite characters. I was droning on about him with Lisa at some point. And then that gets damaged and then it, they sort of remerge and the, the two figures come together. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool. I mean, I and I think you're right. I think that that's a thing we're going to see happen um, for the future. I think we are definitively going to see uh, these secondary characters, Wu and uh, whatever. Right. I forget Kat Denning's character's name right Darcy. now. Darcy. Darcy. I think we're going to see them back. Mm -hmm. Whether it's whether they become integral to the yeah. Secret Wars story, which is going to undoubtedly star um, Photon, right? Who's now been created. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, right. Right. So it's really exciting. Yeah, Monica Rambo's definitely a, a cornerstone character in this, right? Like, and for the future of Marvel too, right? right. I know she's been confirmed for uh, Captain Marvel too. Um, well, and, we're uh, pretty sure she's part of the working machine in this Secret Wars, whatever mm -hmm. sword series that they're going to end up doing. Yeah, yeah. Which is really exciting, the fact that they'll do a series that lets them again explore over a long period of time what is a right. very complex comic storyline. Um, and with Rambo in there, that's that's cool. And I love the fact that they they gave a character an origin story Yeah, inside a different movie so yeah. we didn't have to watch an origin story of right, Photon. Right, right, right. And in the middle of, it was like episode five or six, they gave her this exactly. origin. Um, it wasn't like it started with her and it didn't, the show didn't revolve around her. So it's really cool to see, uh, those origins happen without, I mean, they skipped right over it in, in Spider-Man, right? Like they were just like, okay, we're not going to do another Spider-Man right. uh, origin. Everybody knows he was bit by a radioactive right. spider. We don't need to cover that again. Um, but yeah, mo uh, the, oh, the last thing that feels like they're setting up is, and I don't know how they're doing it now is the young Avengers. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so at some point works, we're likely to see Wiccan and speed. Well, we heard Return. their voices when At she was end. turning the pages, right? And there's no question in my mind yeah. that you know we're we're gonna see that, them come back. And I I actually love those two little characters. Yeah. yeah, I would have liked to see them even a little bit more useful. Like again, they got pushed to the side, right? right? But there is the the great moment at at in that battle where they're you know working together and maybe running through and stealing the guns and weapons and throwing the hat on and. Um, yeah, great moments from them. Um, but yeah, I mean, that feels like how everything's going to move forward with, you know, at least bridging. And I don't know how this, if this is going to connect directly to Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't know. How, it's going to be completely different, I think. I, I agree. Um, I think all of these are going to be broken parts of the same kind of mm -hmm. story because they, I don't think they were going to come out the way they're coming out. Right. They, they're being almost vomited at us over a period of a couple of months. Yeah. And they were supposed to be punctuating in between films and things like that, which don't, right. we don't have the access to. Right, right. Um, um, did, did you guys watch the second post-credit, right? 
in the last one. Yeah, which I don't remember the it, though. scroll post-credit. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And that's where I yes. think that's where we see the introduction of that other scroll film, um, which is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. So so the scroll, uh, she clearly pointed the up, right? She pointed right. up to space. And we're assuming Nick Fury and Talos, right? Are, mm -hmm. and, and even uh, Captain Marvel. Which is this Secret Wars story? Yeah. Line. Okay. So that that's where we go to Secret Wars. Yeah. Because last time we see Nick Fury is in space, right? In just his, hanging out. What slides? He's like whatever. barefoot or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever he's doing. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is there's a lot. It's setting up a lot of things, and it's going to seed its way into a lot of things. And I even think this is going to. Uh, I think Wanda's going to correlate directly even to Loki, mm -hmm. because Loki's in a different different reality right now, right? Um, he's in a different right. different strand of reality. So if we want Loki back into the reality that we've been uh, present in for the entirety of this uh, MCU, she's going to have to bring him through our stranges or something, right? So there's even going to be this, this whole multiverse thing is going to be what it's what feels like it's going to be the big thing in phase four mm -hmm. uh, moving forward. So yeah, and, and all of that for me is exciting because they did that while doing nine episodes about grief. Mm -hmm. Like that, mm -hmm. for me, that's the, and I, and I think we're going to see in Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're going to see conversations about what it means to be an American, right? Like, or what it means to be patriotic, or like right. this language that's so complex in our culture that I think they're going to dig into, and I think we're going to find some thematic content in Loki too and that's what the TV series can really do mm -hmm. because they can spend the bulk of their storytelling yeah. developing theme and world building yeah. and in a movie you can't there's that you know unless the movie's going to be end game length right you have 45 minutes of a 2 hour film that has to go away to the final battle yeah um, and now we get hours of you get way more time with the character yeah yep. And the character can make decisions that it wouldn't get to make. I mean, how many how how movie. many episodes had a big fight in it in WandaVision? One. One. Yeah. Like that's it's outrageous. Yeah. yeah. Um that's outrageous and wonderful. And um you know yeah. that's my that's what I'm excited about and what I was excited about. And I also think that um Olsen and Bettany like tore it up. Yeah, their chemistry is amazing um and they're they're great like I, I mean we like i said we watched um episode two again last night with my parents and it's legitimately funny that watching paul bettany doing physical comedy as big red is circulating through his system and he can't function properly right um it's a side of vision that you would never ever get to see if this was in a movie you know they would never do this gag right um so you're getting to see sides of characters and things you'd never get. So I am all for the TV version of the MCU. Um, and uh, I'm excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is coming out in what, two it's like weeks? A week. It's like a week March 19th right or something. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then Loki. I'm really excited for Loki, actually. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do. Uh, I also really like Owen Wilson, who's in it. And right. I'm really interested to see that how, how the heck they, <laughs> what is he going to be doing in the, the MCU? The two of them are going to be. Yeah, it's going to be gold. It's going to be gold. Yeah. But I, I actually, so the Falcon's one of my favorite characters. Mm -hmm. And so this, watching what happens in this next storyline is pretty exciting yeah. for me. And 
and if they can just maintain that and the same thing with the secret war storyline which is really interesting and we get we get to spotlight these characters that they understand how to make work and one of the weaknesses of agent of shield is that they it, that it was uh, through the filter of abc not marvel right, right like right, abc right. had its fingers too deeply in that show yeah i think we're going to see that you know, Feige's going to keep his hands on all of this work, yeah. And as a result, we'll get some really good entertainment, right? Um, I I said to my wife too, this feels like what it's like to read comic books. In for a while, they were comic book movies, yeah. Now Marvel has successfully converted its comic book universe, right, into mo- into movies and, and, and TV, yeah. And so you can, and you're going to be able to choose a little more what you like and what you don't and mm-hmm. they're you know it's because it's a really interesting well movie. it's gonna be one thing after mm-hmm. the next I, I don't think they ever really want you to stop consuming the story right you know um i mean we have right now what's slated is four movies for this year um right four four movies i, I think it was four it was three or four um and i think at least four tv shows as well maybe if not more um you're talking yeah like there's a lot of so you're talking over almost seven eight original pieces of content coming at you from from marvel throughout 2021 they don't want you to stop they don't want you to stop consuming so and and that's why things like uh, wandavision have to work Mm -hmm. because they let us encounter the stories in a way different from what would be a traditional film and so we're not burned out on the content right you get a week in between to process and talk and it's smaller bite-sized chunks right it's 45 minutes or less right but they could go longer which is the exciting thing is that yeah they could you know i don't i don't know how many episodes we're getting for falcon and winter soldier but they could be doing hour or more episodes mm-hmm. for for each each one and keep it a shorter series so they have full control over the the runtime and you know how you know how how to best tell this story how long should it be they don't have to follow like abc's guidelines of it's got to be 43 42 minutes, minutes 43, 43 minutes, minutes and whatever. and yeah. whatever it is with commercials and then you're then you have commercials there's no commercials in this so it's well maybe there are but uh right but those commercials those commercials content, are important right? uh, so um and and that's and that really works yeah i mean i i, I think what we've seen is the continuing success of an entertainment industry Mm-hmm. Or, or organization that may have found its stride somewhere before Infinity War and, and Endgame. You know, it, whether yeah. it's whether it's Guardians of the Galaxy when they found their stride, or it's um, uh, Civil War, or it's Winter Soldier, whatever film it is where they sort of figured out what they were doing. Yeah. Instead of just doing this sort of magnificent interweaving, we now know that they really understand it, and we're seeing yeah. them be able to move content and story forward in a way that's going to keep us engaged. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I Yeah, I'm very excited. It's a good time to be a, a Marvel fan and uh, with all the content that they're releasing. But um, I highly recommend that you give this a rewatch if you've finished this. Like, this is a show that you definitely should go back and watch again because even just, again, watching the first two episodes again last night, there are moments where I'm like, this makes so much more sense now. I can see what Agatha's doing from the get-go. I can see influence. I can see what what is happening uh, from the start now that I know the end. So it's definitely a show that I'd recommend going back and, and watching a second time through. Um, and yeah, anything else to add? No, I, I think that it's 
great television and um it's exciting to be you're right alive at this point with all this junk happening yeah um and uh and people should definitively watch it and i guess go back and suffer through age of ultron, age of ultron. yeah <laughs> sorry steph you're shaking your head that movie he's so chaotic she gets really anxious watching age of ultron because you don't you don't know what he's gonna do this is probably spoiling Age of Ultron for the people who haven't. I hope if they're listening, I hope if they're listening to WandaVision but, but, that they've watched Age of Ultron. Like, he's it's up my nose, Josiah. The microphone is up my nose. Stop. He's so you, so unpredictable that it makes it hard to watch. Okay. That's how I, I feel. I want to say that I was so excited to have a speedster back in the Marvel universe because yeah. of the characters I'm angry who died in. All of these movies, yeah, it, it's uh, Quicksilver. I mean, and I, and Quicksilver is not a great comic character. I'm just gonna be straight up. Yeah, uh, he was a better movie character and comic character, and then you know he dies, and I'm like, ugh, he was really feeling like I liked it. And what you can do with speed, and I think what we saw in this in Wandavision was what the, what we learned from what the X Men did well with Quicksilver, right, right. imposed yeah. on, yeah. Uh, the, you know, want this child speedster. Like, I, it was so interesting. Yeah, it was. I'm still not over that troll moment. I, they made us believe 100 that they stretched across the multiverse. They're still gonna do it. Oh uh, man, they trolled us open. so hard. Turns out he's just Ralph the whole time. Gosh, it hurts. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna pull it through. They're, they're gonna find a way to do that connection. Yeah, it'll yeah. be good. It'll be good. But, um. All right, let's, yeah. let's get out of here That's and it. we got movies to do. So. That's it. Well, we'll be back with another recap of Falcon and the Winter Soldier after that ends. So stick around. If you're not subscribed to us on you know, podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe. Get our episodes when they release. And uh, don't forget to, to leave us a review. Even if you hate us, leave us a five-star review and then just crap on us in the comments totally okay um we would also love to hear from you so you can head to anchor.fm slash racking focus podcast and you can leave us a voice message we'd love to know your thoughts about wandavision about whatever movies you're watching and you can uh you can leave us a message there or you can email us at uh, racking at gmail.com and head to racking to find all of our social links anything else did you say letterbox no, you can yeah, go talk like about I, I think one of the other things about our conversations is that we talk about film together, but we're also talking about film uh, individually, and that means in conversation with each other as well about our own individual film viewing. And you can find out our reviews and hear what we're thinking at Letterboxd, which is a spectacular social media platform for film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, other than that, anything else to add? Nope, let's get out of here. We got tacos to eat and a movie to watch. Wonderful. Well... Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Racking Focus podcast. Oh, you've got a mess, and you're still using the next leading brand? You need Lagos brand paper towels, the most absorbent paper towel available. Husbands can use it too, you know. Lagos, for when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast.